0: presents Down the Sidelines and now representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers you may know them as Yoko and I'm a beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndor welcome back to the Gridiron, I'm Peter and I'm Joel, and Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world
1: we are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is the 78th episode of the podcast on November 7th, 2014.
0: The number 78, worn by Anthony Munoz, who at one time was considered the most dominant offensive tackle in his era, and he played for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL. Now, Joel, it's been an interesting week. I'm sure you're coming off that heartbreaker of a loss in Morgantown, but having... You know, college game day there was pretty cool. Some Mario Kart action going down. Yeah. Got to meet like a few
1: of the guys
0: that, you know, work on the uh
1: uh what is it, College Football Live. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Desmond Howard, so I'm, I'm sure you've there you sure you know. Um and then uh they you know, they they it was funny 'cause they some people had uh, Mario Kart sixty four set up in their um, tents that they had set up out there. On the plaza and uh they they came into the tents and were playing <laughs> <Mark> <laughs> with them, so that was kind of cool um was that your picture of david pollack playing yeah yeah nice yeah. very cool um it, he uh it was pretty funny uh but uh he wasn't bad either like i just i was like oh it's
0: pretty good i'm sure he played some in his so, college days yeah yeah
1: i'm sure um but uh so you know, it was a lot of fun and uh luckily like I had a decent amount to drink during the game <laughs> that, like <laughs> It I was able the pain. to get through the whole thing. It was one of those things where um everybody around me, you know, being very positive and everything and I, you know, I I played a little bit of football and mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of football. Um I could see what was happening yeah. during the game that a lot of people weren't paying attention to um and um i mean for that reason at least what i was seeing like i could very well see why tcu is so good um a lot of people uh, just like oh the offense looks terrible and i you know the thing that i noticed uh (laughs) is that uh you know they were only rushing uh their front four pretty much most of the game um and when you know you don't have a loaded box like that you've got to be able to run the ball and we could not run the ball against their front four that does they were putting two high safeties out there uh you know i mean we hit maybe one deep pass play the whole game um and and you know when you when they do that i mean they effectively just like the week before took kevin white out of the game Hmm. um and it kind of stinks because uh we it seems like the times that we actually tried to pass it to him, uh we were I mean, we we're trying to go deep with him and uh that just was not there. Uh we needed to try something else, but you know, so Hogerson tried to run the ball. He tried to run the ball, we just couldn't run run the we broke a few, but um I mean that's really what it was because defense probably again played the best game they had all season. Mm. You know, that team the week before Scored 82 points. That is true. So, uh, you know, by the end of the first half, I think everybody was like, how in the world did we, you know, turn the ball over? Like, I think we turned the ball over like five times in that game <laughs> and still we're in the game. Yeah. Like, it just. I uh, don't you even think know. what if? That's, that's really I, tough. You know, and then the other thing, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you've uh, seen this, but I'll actually uh, send the link to you right now. Um uh, uh interesting no call um kind of earlier on in the game. Would have put us first down inside the ten yard line if they had called it. Um but uh yeah, just that's... you know, I've seen I've seen offensive uh I've seen them called on offensive players for um Face you mask, know sif yeah. arming. Oh yeah. Basically. And uh like, after that play, I mean, he really wasn't the same hmm. the rest of the game. And a lot of people thought he might have got a head injury or something, so... That's possible, yeah. Who knows? That's he wasn't it. comfortable. That's I, I know that. He was... They were rushing forward and they were getting to him, so... Hmm.
0: That's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's, yeah. de- it's definitely a face mask. So, yeah, uh, I, but. you know,
1: I, I credit TCU for everything they did because defensively they did exactly what they needed to do to shut us down, so... Well, this is a very good team.
0: Well... I was in Dallas and then Las Vegas, so couldn't see much football. Though I did get to see actually a little bit, you know, from of Monday Night Football I was from like a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, which was interesting. We were trying to do uh, the Legacy's sports book at the Palazzo in Las Vegas, which is a really really popular sports book, and it was just all booked up. We tried calling in the morning for reservations; it was all booked up that night for Monday Night Football. No, it was a good time though. I'll be a little more preoccupied this coming week though, where I'll have. Rachel from the uh, Show Me Your News podcast and the Questionably mm-hmm. Roundtable, both shows under the Show Me Your News Network banner. She's coming to visit America for a week. So that'll I'll be, nice. be, be nice. playing host and uh, not doing podcasting.
1: Yeah, she didn't get know. to come in for usual YomaCon, so she's right. made another trip.
0: Yeah, so that'll be fun. You'll have a guest on next week. But let's talk about this week. And we're a little more than halfway through in the NFL season. And so, going into Week Ten, there's you know the, the divisions are so very close. You know, just kind of wondering about your impressions so far about the season. Like, who's surprising? Who's being disappointing? Uh, well,
1: I mean, hey, remember when we <laughs> we used to get so mad when we picked Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're finally coming through this season. Finally. So, and you know we that 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 division very interesting um because of the top two teams and you know the hot hot sta- start Dallas had and ever since the injury and uh, playing some better teams yeah Philadelphia is right there to take that division over mm-hmm. um and and it's just like i think it's it's almost funny because um there's you know we've talked for a long time about uh you know jerry jones and oh, yeah. and the decisions that he makes and how much control he has and uh like over what players are on the field and when they need to be on the field and that kind of thing and uh there was kind of a questionable decision about you know tony romo going back in so soon quickly and that yeah, kind of thing yeah. and um i don't know it's just like you've got to uh you got to decide you know let him heal and then and then you know put obviously
0: they need him they need him if they want to yeah brandon whedon's not doing the rest of the, job. the
1: season even though the um,
0: connection with des bryant when they're at oklahoma state it's they're not making a connection at all in the nfl yeah
1: i mean you know dallas really got here with the crazy rushing statistics in, mm-hmm. in their defense so far so um but I still think they need they need Tony
0: Romo to be their
1: quarterback uh, if they if they want to win that division.
0: They must be looking at a must win game though in London against the jaguars of all teams because mm-hmm. they took Tony Romo on an airplane across the country or across the ocean, and uh, they must need him yeah, oh uh, yeah, but definitely I find it interesting <laughs> that you mentioned Jerry Jones because college football's Jerry Jones, Mr. Dave Brandon. Resigned from the University of Michigan. I was gonna say, you could oh, maybe have like a, yeah. oh, like a party yeah. there yeah. Or Oh my god. <laughs> it was, I was done on Halloween. I'm going to YomaCon. I'm finding out this news. It made my day. I didn't know Christmas could come early, <laughs> but it did on Halloween because there is a hope for the future of the Michigan Athletic Program. And then yeah. when asked about if David Brandon's resignation affects Brady Hoke's future, Brady Hoke basically replies, "Oh, you know, I'm just I'm just focused on you know, playing the next few weeks. I don't think it really has much impact at all, you know. Oh, okay. Okay there, Brady. All right. All right. You're done. You're yeah. done. At the end of the year. Usually, Unless he beats Ohio State, then I don't know, but that's not happening. That's, they're not beating Ohio State. I'm sorry. They're just not.
1: Yeah. I mean, usually when you, you change as, like, directors as we saw with with Texas... Um, it happened here too. Hmm. Um, it, it usually means that eventually, or sometime soon, there's going to be a coaching change. And because usually, I mean, a lot of the times it's connected to the football teams bring in so much money now that it's connected to
0: that. So I mean, I, that's I the, just saw the other day that what West Virginia's president is E. Gordon G. Is he? Yeah. What the hell? He's a scumbag. <laughs> He's a whole Ohio State Buckeye. I
1: don't know. I, I have no idea. Screw him.
0: <laughs> he was the one who was behind, like, helping cover up all the Terrell Pryor nonsense with the shirts the and the tattoos. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was, like, our interim president, and then I guess he's our permanent one. I don't have no idea. Hmm.
0: Well, i was sorry. Back to the NFL, right? <laughs> that was big news. I mean, we just forgot to put it on our outline. Like you say Jerry Jones. Like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Uh, No, it's Dallas and Seattle Another interesting team That's going to have a very tough road For the rest of the season And you said Dallas The possible free fall that Dallas could go into uh, That's going to be interesting And they have Jacksonville and London They come back, of course, with the bye week And then at New York Home against Philadelphia At Chicago, at Philadelphia Home against Indianapolis And then at Washington I think they'll get... A couple, uh, you know, wins obviously yeah. here and there, but some of those games are going to be close. Yeah, I mean, some of them will probably be able to just run the ball and, you know, yeah, I, we'll see. And that might be what they have to do because, you gotta hope Tony Romo comes mm-hmm. back because Brandon Weeden's not cutting it. Seattle, meanwhile, uh, they're sitting there with narrowly beating Oakland, which that's one thing. Considering that team hasn't won. Uh, but they're right now at 5-3, and three, which we are coming to the season thinking that's one of the best teams in the NFL. And, yeah. you know, losing games they really shouldn't lose. But home against the Giants at Kansas City, that's tough in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Home against Arizona, which you may have thought just that's a win early in the year. Not so much easily this year.
1: At I mean, San Francisco, yeah.
0: at Philadelphia, home against San Francisco, at Arizona, home against St. Louis. All those teams in the NFC West, those are going to be dogfights. We talked about, you know, each year how exactly like a t like a
1: defense or a team converts over the next year. A lot of times you'll see like a team with a really great defense is just like not even close the next mm, year. Yeah. And like the, really players haven't changed. It's just kind of other teams figuring out, you know, schemes that work against them and stuff. But like at least what I'm looking at right now, they still have like, you know, uh Top ten, top five defense right. in the NFL. Uh, they're good, um, but, and they were and second in the league in rushing, mm-hmm. but they're thirtieth in the league in passing.
0: Yeah, and Russell so, Wilson's made some big plays, you know that's for sure. But at the same time, it's also you know with the NFL teams that really take a lot of free agents from the Super Bowl team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, look at their losses though. Like they're not like I mean the worst loss they had was the Chargers, so.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And Chargers are a good team. I'll give them that. Yeah. So San I Louis mean, I'd say one, I'd
1: say you know, there's no need to panic. They're just not the same
0: like dominant team that they were. Last. <laughs> it's gonna be a very tough road in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's you know something else that stands out to me. Detroit at six uh, and two, surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Arizona. I thought Arizona would be good. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs because they lost all those starters on defense. They really driven up in space, They have the best record in the NFL. Yeah, well, it, think... yeah
1: we yeah. thought that that division was still very difficult. Mm. It's not; It doesn't
0: look like it's as hard for them. Yeah, yeah no, they're making it look easy. And then, I think mean, the biggest surprise, though, Cleveland Browns at 6-3. and three. Yeah. I think yeah. They played really well last night against a now-struggling Cincinnati Bengal team who I am winning mm-hmm. the FC uh, in you know, my Super Bowl prediction. That's looking a little suspect. And then some player on their team, I think it was one of their running backs, said that, like, oh, yeah, Cleveland's not as good as I thought. I think, I think they were a little underwhelming. What does that say about your team that just got their ass kicked by them?
1: Yeah. That, like, I didn't even watch the game. I just, like, saw Twitter and saw, mm. like, I was like, oh, it man. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> I don't even know if they, Cleveland threw the ball
0: in the fourth quarter. They just ran it down their throat. 24-3 is pretty pretty strong. Yeah. I think you know, Houston could have been, could be a little better. Uh, they still have to get Jadeve and Clowney back. If you, Once you have Watt and Clowney, uh, that's going to run rampant on you know offensive lines. Yeah. Amazed Jacksonville won their game. They're a bad team. Oakland is winless. That's unfortunate for them. And Tampa Bay is struggling too, 1-7. and seven. Yeah. And, um, you know,
1: Saints leading their division. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, My Super Bowl pick. Still alive. There you go, and uh, I mean, the division is just terrible. <laughs> it is, it is. But winning it, winning the division, gets you to the playoffs. Yeah, that's all you all gotta do. Niners. right? I mean, we what we saw was it Seattle that one year that had just uh, yeah. The, I
0: mean, it, well, even the then. the Giants that ended up setting the uh, the Patriots that were going the sixteen. Yeah,
1: the yeah. So in the
0: so you know the Patriots look much improved. They do. They, they really bounce back from that really mm-hmm. rough shellacking from the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, you know, kind of took it to Denver. <laughs> they did? That was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, yeah, the point is a lot of these divisions are close. Uh, something to keep an eye on as we go down the you know, last seven or so weeks left in the season. It, season's booming quickly. It really is. Mm-hmm. Hey, over in college football, we have the next week, this is week two now, of the College football playoff ranking show. And, of course, ESPN, now they own the rights to that, the college football playoff, they get to make a big show that every Tuesday night announces the order of the rankings. So it's almost like the BCS selection show, but you know, every week. And it's they put a lot of pomp and circumstance into the top 25, but most importantly, the top four, because those are the teams that will go into a kind of bracket to face each other, the one and the four and the two and the three. And this week, it's Mississippi State at 1. They keep winning, though, by closer than expected measures. Uh, Florida State really bounced back. We were talking last week. They were playing Louisville. Yeah. It wasn't looking good. And Jameis Winston just has this competitive drive in him that he seems to just you know pull magic out of his hat in the second half. And it's really going to be interesting when he's no longer eligible. Yeah. Or just they've revoked his eligibility because of the dumb things he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, at three we have Auburn with a very impressive win over Ole Miss who with two losses that's really going to hurt their chances. It may have well been an elimination game for either team to try oh, to get in that know, top yeah. four. And uh, then Oregon slips in at number four. You know, Bouncing back from that Arizona loss they've looked better and better. Mm-hmm. So on the outside we have Alabama, TCU, Kansas State Michigan State, Arizona State, and Notre Dame—you know, couple—you know, top ten matchups this week uh, that we'll get to when we predict against the spread. Uh, TCU and Kansas State, and Arizona State, Notre Uh, Dame—those are going to be good games. Good good games, indeed.
1: Yeah, yeah, they could decide their their leagues. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely, pretty much right now. Are there any teams that you think are outside the top four right now that you think will slip into the top four by season's end?
1: Oh, I think if TCU wins all their games, they'll be in the top mm. Um Just because they're... they're ske- even, like, they're... That's um, their schedule. Though. Actually, it's, it's interesting because they're... Uh, I think their one out-of-conference win was over... A, a, who was it? It was, like, 31 and nothing over, like, Minnesota or something like that? Yeah, it was
0: 30-7 to seven over Minnesota. Yep. Mm. That's a good memory. Um, but yeah, I'd say if
1: they, I mean, either that or, you know, if Kansas State beats TCU, um, their only loss will have been to Auburn. Yeah. So um, imagine, like, if they had won that game, they hmm. kind of came close to, I think if they replayed
0: that game, they might beat them. I think because so. Because their quarterback yes. looks much better now. So yeah, this it's really the big one for these two teams. Uh, and Looking at it the rest of the way, Kansas State certainly has it much tougher. Yeah. Now TCU, you get home against Kansas State. Then you're at Kansas, at mm-hmm. Texas, home against Iowa State. Yeah, three very winnable games. Oh no,
1: yeah, they get past Kansas State, they will probably be favored by two touchdowns in mm-hmm. every single game. Like, I mean, they, and, and and I think what that does is, uh, I, I there was, I felt like there was kind of a Heisman moment. Uh, when I was watching that game the other night, uh, it was. Uh, the Boykin? Yeah, it was um, a flea flicker. Mm. They ran a flea flicker play, and nobody was open down the field. And he just scrambled for like 25 yards or wow. something. Like break, broke like three tackles. That's amazing. I was just like, whoa, I mean, <laughs> this, this is the game winning drive, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they w- they get all this stuff. His stats are pretty crazy.
0: Um, he has a chance, so. Kansas State, on the other hand, though, they're at TCU. Then they're at West yeah, Virginia. It's rough. It's a rough schedule. Home against Kansas. Rivalry game. You don't know if that's going to be a little closer than what it should be. And then at Baylor to close out the season.
1: Yeah. Tough they, they, games. It is just, they have, the by far, I think the toughest, like, conference schedule in our conference
0: mm-hmm. but yeah, um, the only loss to Auburn and that was you know, home in Manhattan but yeah hmm. um, should be very I, interesting and then uh, I, uh, the
1: thing that I'm laughing about with this whole thing is that you notice that like we're the only three loss team that's on there <laughs> yeah and uh, for I guess for good reason because uh, you know we lost to number five we lost to number six Uh, We and we lost to number fifteen. Yeah, (laughs) and we and we beat
0: uh, number twelve. That's right. That is right. I mean, then yeah, the rest of your season for West Virginia just it's just the Kansas State game really that you got to worry about. That's it. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. The the other big question, you know, for locally here, uh, Michigan State. Mm -hmm. It's you know this week is the big game for the Big Ten essentially. It's you yeah. know who's gonna essentially it's- win the Big Ten East with Michigan State hosting Ohio State. And then the winner on is gonna go on a fast track to the championship. Probably to play Wisconsin, I'd imagine. Like they'd probably the team that'd be coming out of the West because that actually no, Nebraska's looking pretty good too. So it'll be it'll be close. Um yeah. but the question is if Michigan State wins, they're currently at eight. This is the peak of their season. You you'd want these tougher games that come to the end of the season and you're going to help your cause, help going off the ranks. Will a win against Ohio State take Michigan State far enough to go to the top four, or will it just take a lot of teams just falling back? That's going to be really I interesting to see I think their happens.
1: problem is Ohio State's where Ohio State's ranked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ohio State hadn't lost that game. I mean, that's kind of the issue. That's really mm-hmm. the issue right there. They needed...
0: Ohio State's played close uh, games with Penn State. They really
1: needed, yeah. They needed Ohio State to play better because I think if Ohio State had played better, even after their first loss, they'd be ranked a little bit higher. Yeah. Um. They just really haven't. I mean, uh, after last week, I mean, who in the world thinks that that Ohio State will even be able to play with Michigan State? Mm -hmm. Like, it just, I, I don't know. And and that's the thing. It's like. That will be the te- the toughest team they have beaten, and I, and and that and you know you're seeing it this year like already that you've got a to schedule tough and you've got to win those games. Year. So oh, yeah. yeah,
0: oh yeah. Now it's going to be a very good slate of games this week. But let's before we do that, let's quickly recap the games last week. We started at Wisconsin at Rutgers, plus 11. Uh, I was checking out this one. We got to our hotel room in Dallas and just had a, a little bit of downtime, kind of settling in. Flipped on the TV, and there's Wisconsin running away with it. 37 nothing, not even close. Just straightforward, very easy. Mm. We already talked about TCU at West Virginia. I don't want to make you relive that. <laughs> Six-point favorite were the Horned Frogs, but you know West Virginia then gets... The pick, as far as picking against the spread though, thirty-one to thirty, uh, tough. You know, last-second field goal. Mhm.
1: And they, you know, they screwed me twice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't lose by. None. <laughs> <laughs> well, Georgia was favored by thirteen against Florida on the neutral site in and Jacksonville. Was in shocking. the uh, uh, shocking, yeah. Florida State looking bad all year, just atrocious, and now in the. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party, uh, thirty-eight to twenty, the Gators, chop chop.
1: Ruined Georgia's season. It
0: did. It really did. Uh, they're down to twenty now, and they're not coming back. I, I think they may be in good position uh, to be in the SEC East. You know, for that division, I still have yet to. I gotta check what the standings would be. But uh, that's that's a tough, tough loss. Yeah, I mean, the only
1: thing now is that, uh, you know. It's one of those things where if they do make it back into that position, they could just mess everything up for the SEC. They could. If, I mean, if they go out and win the rest of their games, that really would mess the SEC
0: up. Because inside. all the power is in the SEC West, yeah. where Auburn at Ole Miss played Ole Miss favored by 2.5. is just you know the home field advantage. Uh, Auburn with the tough, tough win. Uh, and then Ole Miss trying to get that touchdown at the end and the broken leg... Um the running back, kind of yep. almost, almost horse collar ish, but a broken leg. I hate seeing that. And then the penalty calls it back. What would have been a game winning touchdown?
1: It was out in a good year, too.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's really unfortunate. Ole Miss, I don't think they'll be the same. Mm-hmm. They've had a really good run, though. Uh, Arizona at UCLA minus four. We thought that was a crazy spread. UCLA is falling apart. What are they favored by four at home? Arizona scored first. They didn't score again. Seventeen seven Bruins. I, I'm just, sorry, David. That's tough. Even,
1: yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know. Like, like it's it's hard to explain both of those losses that they have. Like, oh. just like they didn't even show up.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really, really too bad. Sorry, Yomicon. That's that's what happens. You're having fun at Yo and then <laughs> I was gonna say I'm stupid and. I mean, well, that's at least when, you have that. Because <laughs> last year, you know, my colleague, was when Michigan <laughs> got totally trounced by Michigan State. I mean, it was, worse, it was worse this year, but last year it just wasn't even close. Ugh, yeah. bad taste in your mouth. Utah at Arizona State, minus five. It goes to overtime. So, the Sun Devils kick the field goal to win the game. Utah prevents them from covering the spread. Yeah. Uh, extra point, it was Oklahoma State going to Manhattan for the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Wildcats a two touchdown favorite, fourteen points, and they rolled the Cowboys. Oklahoma State is getting wrecked by everybody. That's not a good year for That's... them. Forty eight to fourteen on the final there, and I didn't even see any of the Michigan game as they hosted the Indiana Hoosiers and were a touchdown favorite, but they won thirty four to ten. Probably just, the most um... impressive win of the year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just not of to not pay attention sometimes. They were just so excited about the. The, knowing that their was. athletic director is going to be gone, they're like, now they're going to go just have yeah. a good season or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think
0: that's what it was. Mm. <laughs> Feels so good. So good. In okay. the NFL, Arizona at Dallas minus four. Cowboys struggling with Brandon Whedon. They need yeah. the Romo back badly. They do. Now, you can't put anything on, on Arizona. They played very well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played a, a tough Hard fought game and they keep winning. It's very impressive. <laughs> the Jets do not keep winning. As gosh, they ended up what the Matt Sims era at quarterback mm-hmm. with Geno Smith and Michael Vick out due to injury or just ineptitude at Kansas City in Arrowhead. The Chiefs win twenty four to ten. Not as big of a blowout as I thought it was going to be. But No, well, maybe there's just lost control. Yeah. Washington with Robert Griffin the third back. At Minnesota, minus 2.5, you, you had to think that Washington had to find some way to win that game. Yeah. They didn't. They lose 29-26. to 26. That covers the 2.5 for the Vikings. And yeah, I think they kind of had a little bit of a split locker room because Colt McCoy was leading that team to some wins. <laughs> and now RG3 comes back and, like, oh, at least give him Washington a win so they don't have to complain about this Kiwi drama. Man, like, nope. it's going to continue. And Change your mascot. <laughs> That's <laughs> got to be what it is. And then the coach is saying like that there's there's no reports of a split rock locker room, and he's calling it amateur reporting, but there were reports. It's it's looking unfortunate in I'm
1: Washington. I'm going to go sell some redskin
0: merchandise. <laughs> because they don't own the copyright anymore, so someone else technically can. Denver at New England, as you mentioned earlier, the Broncos were a field goal favorite on the road, and <laughs> New England trounced them. Yeah, forty-three, yeah. twenty-one. Mm. Oof. Even copper agrees like that. that, yeah, that was he's crazy just with, like, I do crazy. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Brady was great. Continues to be really good. You know who also continues to be really good? Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, back to back six passing touchdown games. First time in NFL history. Baltimore didn't stand much of a chance, even though Pittsburgh was the one-point favorite at home. Forty-three, twenty-three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was. That was interesting to watch that game too from my I, I my didn't hotel room. I
1: didn't watch it. Um I just heard about it afterwards and I was like, Well, uh, alright. Just it's gonna be interesting the, to see. I, this you can't week. you can't throw six touchdowns every week. I mean they didn't really need to in this one, but um we're gonna to ask later
0: if he's gonna do it again. I mean yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if
1: if that's the case I I'm you know Fancy football people, like I'm sure, I'm sure many Ben
0: Roethlisberger's were picked up Mm -hmm. over the past couple weeks. Oh yes, oh yes, they got it clicking right now, and they got to because that that division right now has all teams above 500. Yeah, that's that's wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you, I'd say first second
1: place teams are both going to the playoffs
0: for Mm -hmm. sure. Indianapolis then on Monday Night Football went to the Meadowlands take on the New York Giants. Colts, three-point favorite on the road. They don't need no stinking three points. It was close early. Then they just roll away from the Giants, 40-24, to 24, final for the Colts. They got luck. <laughs> and they don't need no luck. They've got skill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was 5-2 and two on the week in college football. You were 2-5, and five. a little little tougher there.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, but we were both 4-2 in the NFL. And that was pretty good. We were... Sharing all those picks. So let's go and make some picks in the pick six. We start at Baylor, going to Oklahoma. Norman, the Sooners, are the five and a half point favorite at noon Eastern time. Who are you picking on this one?
1: Um... Uh, um... I think I gotta take the points. in Because it's gonna be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh... I think I got to go with Baylor. I, th- I think, uh, was it last year? They, I think, yeah, it was last year. Baylor just, I think they beat them by like 30 or 40
0: or something sure. like that. Uh, it was, it was oh. a very good Baylor team last year, absolutely. I'm not so sure, though. There is this statistic going around that Baylor has not beaten a top ranked team or in the top 25 ranked team on the road. I believe that's what it is. Since 1991, and that is the longest such streak for a top 25-ranked a road win for any Power 5 team, mm-hmm. uh, history's there for a reason, even though you've had Baylor teams that have been very good the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, the reason I just think so is because...
1: I was very like, you know, regardless of what's happened since then, I'm still very impressed with what they did when they played C C U, like that uh most teams like I mean, you could never dream that you could score that fast. Like that's like three touchdowns in how I mean, It was like eight minutes or something
0: mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, man. So you can't really deny that history. I'm gonna take the Sooners.
1: Alright. To
0: cover the five and a half. I think I agree, I think it's gonna be a shootout. It's a tough place to play. It is. It is, and they got they got. They've had a disappointing year overall. They had yeah. high hopes for that team. A nine versus a ten. It's Notre Dame at Arizona State down in Tempe. The Sun Devils are favored by two and a half at three thirty p.m. Eastern Time. I'm gonna take the Irish on the road. I know Arizona State's been playing better as of late, but you know that Irish team against Florida State. Yeah, they they had a rough week last week against Navy, but mm-hmm. everyone has a tough time against that ground attack. Yeah. I think Notre Dame bounces back, and if they are gonna have a chance of sneaking in that four, especially as an independent, they gotta win out. Taking the Irish. Look
1: should be a low scoring game. Defen like, you know, Arizona State's defense is pretty good, Notre Dame's defence is pretty good too, you know. As long as they're they're not getting picked apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be interesting to see if Arizona State can take advantage of that. Like when, you know, when Notre Dame blitzes to just beat the blitz somehow, yeah, kind of uh, because that. I mean, really that's what got Notre Dame into that close game is mm-hmm. that the Florida State in the first half could not, you know, they couldn't deal with the blitz and they figure it out in the second half. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I would go with Notre Dame too. I just, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't think I would put Arizona State that high right now. Yeah. I you know, at least based on who they've beaten so
0: far. Yeah. It's the big one in the Big Twelve. It's Kansas State at TCU, minus six. All right. Big twelve resident. Who do you have? Um I mean, I feel like
1: TCU, you know, like they, they came here and they they found a way to win. Like that that was the most important thing regardless of, you know, what the spread is whatever. They just needed to win. That's all they needed to do. Hmm. And they found a way to do it and I think going back home they're going to be just fine. Like I I think uh if this game was at Kansas State, uh I might take Kansas State. Um but I think it being at home I I'm going to have to go with TCU and I think that they can cover a touchdown. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that it's close. I think TCU wins, but by a close margin, like a field goal. Mm-hmm. Say it's Kansas State. Like if they want to have a chance, like you gotta bone up and get through this tough schedule that you have the rest of the way. TCU yeah. can coast after this game. Mm-hmm. Fine, and then that could mean that they you know put all of their eggs in this basket just to make sure that they win. But yeah. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, and uh, I'll take TCU for the win, but do not cover six. So I'll take I, I, the think,
1: I think Boykin's a difference mm. in this game. I mean, he you know, when he needed to make plays last week, he did. And um, I, honestly, when you're on a good team, it's all you got to do, really. And, and, and they'll, they'll put you right up there on a the Heisman thing, <laughs> you know, regardless of if you're really, you know, the most talented player. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: Alabama at LSU plus six and a half Saturday 8pm Eastern Time this is an interesting one because LSU has already done the big upset of the SEC season taking out Ole Miss at home at night in the bayou can they do it again against the old side I don't think so I think I think Alabama is really starting to turn on the Jets. And I think they find a way to pull away at the end. I know very tough place to play down in Baton Rouge, but I'm gonna take the Crimson Tide to cover the six and a half on the road in the Bayou.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh a home field advantage can like only take you so far. Uh like I he I don't think that Alabama's quarterback is going to make the same mistakes that Old Miss's quarterback yes, did. Yes. Uh you know, if they don't if they don't throw that pick, they might go on and beat LSU in that game regardless of how terribly like mm-hmm. they played. So um they just they needed like a, they needed a forced turnover to to win the game against mm-hmm. Old Miss um and I and I really do I I like Alabama's offense I you know uh one of the clearly one of the best wide receivers in the country oh yeah um, mark. and, and, and just yeah I don't I don't know how else use them to cover him I, I I have no idea and they can run the ball too so don't know what to do I you know I'm gonna go with the Alabama I I think that they are gonna cover the spread too
0: Ohio State at Michigan State Any East Lansing that's where college game day is Spartans are favored by three and a half at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Where are you taking in this Big Ten battle? Um, I gotta go with
1: Michigan State. Ohio State just, uh, I mean, if it's not for <laughs> a few really dumb mistakes by Penn State last week, I think Penn State beats them. And uh, it just, uh, you know, I I don't think that they're going to just be able to line up. And run the ball right at Michigan State like they did, like they've done most of the year so far. To everybody, hmm. um, they're going to be challenged up front. Going to force Ohio State's quarterback to win the game,
0: and I—that I, shouldn't happen. That's not going to happen. No. So. Michigan State's offensive line has to play really well. That's really going to be the big key. You know, helps them kind of set the pace, run the ball, and have Connor Cook make plays. I think Michigan State does win. I think they can cover the three and a half. But it won't be much more than that. It's going to be a close game. Uh, but Michigan State's scheduled the rest of the way at Maryland, home against Rutgers, at Penn State. They got to run the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that could that game could very well be close most of the game. I just kind of feel like there's going to be a certain point where Michigan State's going to start to like just have their way with them. Mm.
0: Though to be fair, Ohio State's the rest of the way at Minnesota, home against Indiana against Michigan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, most of the Big Tens the rest of the way is not not too shabby for any of them. So.
0: Well, this, this is true. So, going to be very interesting. I'll take Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Oregon on the road at Utah for a late game. It's plus 8, so the Ducks are favored by that much, at 10 p.m. Eastern time. I'll take Oregon. And, you know, Utah's been really scrappy the last couple weeks, but I think Oregon is just turning it on at the right moment and... They are they're tough to beat. I mean, yet Utah couldn't play very well at home. I, I could possibly see that happening. I just think the changes that Oregon have made, the confidence they're playing with, and they can pour on the points late to cover eight. So I'll take the Ducks.
1: I, th- I think that... Utah would need kind of a more dynamic offense to, to keep up with this because I mm. don't really think they're going to be able to completely stop Oregon. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I just – I mean, their defensive line is all right. I just don't know if uh, – I, I, I kind of feel like Oregon's finally learned how to deal with a good defensive line. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Which, you know, is something they never were able to do every time they ran into one. Uh, so
0: Extra point this week. If your game is not in the pick six, it's Virginia at Florida State. And that is, you know, if you're not in the pick (laughs) six, you also have to take your extra point is your represented team. That's if your represented team is, you get, you know how you play the game if you've been listening this long. So yeah, Virginia at Florida State minus 19 at a strange time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, Florida State in this one, if I had to pick it, um, it's been a little sketchy the last couple weeks with Florida State playing close games and then just pouring on late, but I don't think they struggle against Virginia of all teams. Yeah, they've had bugaboos against NC State. Louisville had a very, very good defense that just got exposed and broken down you know, later in the game. I don't think they have that problem with Virginia, especially at home. Uh, three touchdowns, Florida State.
1: All right. Um yeah, I think I'm going to take them, too. I I think that they If you had to pick. I, I think that they've had tougher games more recently. And I mean I mean I think if you can have those kind of big plays against Louisville's defense last week in the mm-hmm. second half, um I think I don't think they're going to have any problem with Virginia. I, like I mean, Florida State is so weird. They look like a completely <laughs> yeah. different team sometimes in the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean Louisville's could, defense team. really
1: wasn't giving them much of anything in the first half last week. You know, we were we were doing the podcast and we were like, ah, look at this, <laughs> and then and then the second half it's like big play after big, like I mean, ridiculously long pass plays, running and too, running, yeah, just. I don't know. I don't even know. So uh, I, I feel like they'll do that the whole game, mm. not just one half. Yeah.
0: My extra point is Michigan going to Evanston, Illinois, where the Northwestern Wildcats play. We're having a very disappointing season, just like Michigan, but I think Northwestern's tied a little worse. Michigan's favored by one and a half on the road at 3:30 p.m. Eastern time. I'll take the Wolverines. Uh, that's, uh, it kind of inspires some confidence after you know putting 24, you know, kind of spread on. Indiana last week. Granted, at home, uh, it's a tough position for Michigan fans right now because after the season they've had, we think they just couldn't beat anybody outside of, you know, a Miami of Ohio team or some weaker team like that, they have at Northwestern, home against Maryland, and then at Ohio State. Let's just say they're not winning the at Ohio State game. That means if they win at Northwestern and home against Maryland they become bowl eligible now you might want to say oh that's great bowl eligible you want to play in a bowl game lee corso not so fast it is tough because for a long 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 time michigan had a very long streak of making bowl games and whatnot but when you're in a period of transition where you're likely going to fire your coach you want to try to get that change made as early as possible to try to get a new system in place, and I don't think an extra month of practice plus a bowl game is necessarily going to help that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, granted, you could be going after Jim Harbaugh. He would be the top target. He'd be the one pick to unite the university in its time of turmoil. I don't necessarily think it gets done because you could have Stephen M. Ross, owner of the Miami Dolphins, a big, big donor and you know, supporter of the University of Michigan, but. Loaning the Miami Dolphins, he could just say, I'm going to pay Harbaugh lots of money, go there. This is assuming that they fall out in San Francisco, and, that's, and that loss last week with the Rams, with Kaepernick maybe fumbling the ball, but maybe breaking the plane, yeah. and replay couldn't necessarily tell. Tough loss for the 49ers, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's it's in a weird position. We'll see how Michigan does down the stretch. I'm going to take them to another road against Northwestern. But It
1: would be interesting to see if they... <laughs> do make a bowl game um is it one of those things where you like if they end up going with a college coach if they pull a college coach and already have him yeah they like have already made the decision kind of thing and he's at the bowl game like it'd be interesting Isn't that, i think that's what happened when they hired Richard Rodriguez,
0: I think yeah. he was at their bowl game, I'm pretty sure. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds, absolutely. Yeah. You have another game, though. Uh Yeah, Uh,
1: at Texas. I know a lot of people that are going to this game because there's a lot of stuff to do in Austin compared to <laughs> a lot of sure the other is.
0: Big 12 Places. I actually might be where my next business trip is going. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. One.
1: It's uh, and it's funny. My friends say that there are three WVU bars in Austin, <laughs> which is just amazing to hear. Well, it
0: is like the young sort of place down south. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very popular place there. But
1: um, I, and then my mom will actually be going to a conference there with oh. the university, um, the day
0: after the game,
1: and they didn't give her tickets <laughs> oh, or no. anything. And I'm just like. <laughs> Come they spend money and all Come these things. On. You would think that like they initially that's what the plan was. Like I think my mom and dad were both gonna go to the Texas game, but well. Whatever. Um Uh so I yeah, I, I think I'm gonna take us. Texas defense has looked alright this season. It's just they can't score. Yeah. And I I mean if they can't score, um and our defense is look much better, I I mean I, I don't really know how they're gonna score enough points to keep up with us, I think. I don't think that their defense is quite on the same level as, say, TCU's. Yeah, I think W is um, going to roll.
0: Yeah, Should be I, easy. I, in London, in the NFL, it's the last London game of the season, and the NFL is talking about how popular the games have been. I and mean, there's a mm-hmm. there's kind of a subset of fans there in in England for the National Football League. So mm-hmm. I don't think an NFL team is feasible there, though. But we'll no. see. Dallas against the de facto home team of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys 7-point favorite at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, so it's not an early 9.30 Eastern AM game like it was with Detroit and Atlanta a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to take Dallas. They have to win against Jacksonville. Come on, Cowboys. Unless you want to be mocked and ridiculed about how things just go wrong despite the great start and oh, Jerry Jones, yeah, Dallas has to win this one. They got to. You got to put some faith in them, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that uh, they should be able to win this one. Um, you know, they, they they go over early enough that you don't have to worry about jet lag or anything like that, and both teams would have to if, they, if that was the case. So um, I, I'd, I'd say this is kind of one of those games that they could probably still sleepwalk through and win. Um,
0: no, I agree with you. Kansas City Chiefs at Buffalo Bills. Two teams having a better than expected season. Buffalo is home, but they are one and a half point underdogs to the Chiefs who are visiting 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Your pick on this one.
1: Um, I think I'll go with Kansas City. Um, I've seen some more things that I like. From them this year, um, again, like like we said, we we both thought that it was going to be more of a blowout last week in their game, and it just really wasn't. So, I uh, look for them to like put together a more complete game this week.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Uh, they they are looking to be a better and better team, and mm-hmm. Buffalo has had some shaky games this year. Uh, that that's for sure. But I think it'll be close. But one and a half point spread—it's—it's it's so close to a pick'em in the NFL, and I have a better gut about Kansas City. Pittsburgh at Jets, plus or minus six touchdowns for Ben Roethlisberger. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, really—I uh, that, mean, that really
1: is the I, probably what should we should be talking about more than anything is
0: yeah, cause how cause many touchdown Steelers, passes is he gonna throw? The Steelers are favored by six. I mean, one touchdown covers the spread. Yeah. Okay. It's it's in the Meadowlands against the Jets. 1 p.m. Eastern time. Fine. I think he gets six, but no more. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I, the Jets secondary is so bad. It's I think so I'll go bad. with
1: four and then some rushing touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. that would be realistic. I mean, if he if he keeps
0: doing that, then I mean the Baltimore should... defense gave up six touchdowns. Yeah. What if the Jets do? <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I put this on the skin. I mean, you got to think, if he does three games back-to-back-to-back to back to back with six passing touchdowns in each at least, that'd be amazing. It would it be. It really would be. St. Louis at Arizona. Cardinals at home, favored by 7, 425 p.m. Eastern Time. It's big NFC West showdown, and I'll take the Cardinals yeah, uh, you know, St. Louis kinda is just going these back and forth games, like they play really well one week, then not so much the other week. And then they play really well and then not so much again. I think it's one of these down troughs. Uh, and you know Arizona's starting to build confidence at home, helps them. They just signed Carson Palmer to a three year extension. Uh that's showing confidence in your quarterback. hmm So I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm sure that uh
1: <laughs> I'm sure uh who was it the Cincinnati would be like, oh, can we have him back? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right about
0: now, with 30% passing, Andy Dalton. Oh, I thought you were going to say 30% (laughs) interception. We did get three, so that was pretty
1: cool. Yeah, I got to go with Arizona, too. They just, uh, right now, I mean, you know, even record wise, looking like the best team. Mm.
0: Yeah. Chicago at Green Bay minus seven and a half at home and Lambeau. It's the Sunday night football game at 8.30 PM Eastern time. Your pick, Joel?
1: Uh, it's hard to pick against Green Bay at home. Yeah. It just seems like they, I don't know. They like to Lambeau leap or something. But they just like be to by score seven those and a half? touchdowns. Uh, I feel like them at home is worth like another touchdown sometimes. Mm. So, like, where where I would say, you know, maybe they would have won by, like, 4 or 3 or something like that. Like, I feel like they might win by 10. Yeah. So, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay. I'm
0: on lockstep with you. I think Green Bay plays very well at home. And after R-E-L-A-X, the Packers sure have done that. They've put together a very impressive streak of wins. Though, they did have that break last week yeah with the surprising loss against... Yeah, the, uh, the Saints actually it wasn't last week, it was the week before because they were on bye last mm-hmm. week. But yeah, losing to the Saints, that was that was surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they bounced back though at home, and Chicago is seems to be in all sorts of dire straits. Which is that's too bad for them. Yeah. They seem to have a relatively good team. And then on Monday night it's the Carolina Panthers going to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles minus six. And I'm gonna take the Panthers. On this one, I think Philadelphia wins the game. I think it's close. It's a lot of wide open spreads in these later half of the day games, and that could be a little dangerous, hmm. especially yeah. on Monday night. Carolina, they're not totally dead. You know, they have. You know, Kelvin Benjamin is is a difference maker out wide, and if, you know, Cam, if Cam Newton can move the pocket, they can make some plays happen. But I think overall. Mark Sanchez, and that's another reason why, because I don't think Mark Sanchez can blow the doors down in Cover Six, but he can play pretty well. I think he was just in a it's, bad situation. It in is interesting. People were talking about like like Cowboys backup
1: quarterback versus the, the <laughs> yeah. how how one's like one two games and one's like, uh. mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is tough to pick. I think them being at home's got to be worth something, right? So. I think I'm gonna take the points just'cause they're at home, okay. uh, maybe they get a defensive touchdown something like that.
0: very good, well, it should' be an exciting week of football. I'm gonna try to you know catch up what I can on the phone, but I think a visitor from England who doesn't particularly care for sports may not be interested in sitting line with football. <laughs> I'm just saying, but it'll be it'll be fun She'd call in and
1: give her picks there
0: you go, be so like <laughs> and then
1: she goes like.
0: She's like, what are so Packers? Silly. I like Bears. That
1: hilarious. That would
0: be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be fun. Joel, enjoy your your week and mm-hmm. have a great time. We'll we'll see who we get as a guest next All week. Right, it should be yeah. fun to see. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that, I'm Peter, and I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.